Welcome, everybody, to the ninth episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast, brought to you by the YouTube channel Easy Hacker Reviews. Uh, today, uh, I'm going to try to dial it down a bit. I got a lot of control last episode. I was really um, digging into the firing of Gerard Gallant, uh, which I'll uh, dig into one last time uh, toward the end of the news segment on here. Um, and then um, I'll be the last time that I just really dig into it. I'm, I'm not going to touch anymore after that. Um, but we have some news. Uh, so without further ado, let's dive right in. First off, um, I believe I also mentioned this in the last episode as well. Uh, the Dallas Stars defenseman Stephen Johns was uh, down. Uh, he finally got activated to go to the Texas Stars, the AHL affiliate of the Dallas Stars. Uh, to start a conditioning stint to get him uh, up to NHL speed. Uh, and he's doing pretty well down there. Um, and the Dallas Stars have recalled uh, Stephen Johns from that conditioning stint. Uh, so he's cleared, ready to go to come back to NHL action, uh, which is good to see. Uh, and he hasn't played an NHL game in like about 22 months, uh, almost an entire two, two straight years. Uh, so I hope that Stephen Johns can just get back on the saddle and uh, just ride on, ride on, um, and just solidify the the defense core of the Dallas Stars even bet uh, even more. Uh, as uh, I as I have you guys here, um, the Dallas Stars are standings. They are second in the Central Division with 58 points, 10 points behind your number one team in the Western Conference overall, St. Louis Blues, uh, who have 68 points. Um, yeah, so yeah, Stephen Johns back uh, with the Dallas Stars. Um, and also to add, uh, he had uh, in his last uh, in his game on Friday, um, against the Toronto Marlies, uh, Marlies, uh, he had a four-point game, and, uh, he was held off the score sheet, um, yesterday against the Wilkes-Barre Penguins, uh, so, um, yeah, I mean, he had a pretty good outing, uh, so, yeah, welcome back, Stephen Johns, um, and, on the defense, on the def speaking of defensemen, um, but they're not active. Uh, Dion Phaneuf, um, he hasn't signed with anybody yet, um, or probably will ever sign with anybody in the NHL after being bought out by the LA Kings uh, when he was part of the Kings. I think it was last season, or maybe even the season before that, um, when he got bought out. I believe it was last season. Um, he is back in Toronto, uh, per Bob McKenzie, uh, in Toronto, uh, job shadowing, uh, Brendan Shanahan. So it looks like he might be, uh, moving into Toronto Maple Leafs' front office. Um, so, um, got some, uh, greats from the Toronto Maple Leafs getting into that, uh, front office role. So, uh, good. Good for uh, Dion, um, and who knows? Maybe uh, he can. I don't know. Maybe if, if he's gonna 
do what Brendan Shanahan does or if he goes into scouting or something. But uh, it'll be good to see him uh, back with the Toronto Maple Leafs in whatever shape or form that may be. Um, and switching gears, but keeping on the gear of Canadian teams, uh, I think this is going to be like the third or fourth episode that I mentioned, the Battle of Alberta, uh, after the whole Ka- uh, Zach Cassian and Matt K- uh, Kajuk debacle. Um, both Colin Campbell and uh, George Peros uh, have been in contact with uh, Ken Holland of the Oilers and Calgary, uh, Calgary Flames general manager Brad Treleving. Um, to potentially try to, you know, simmer down the tensions between the teams, even though, which I guess that kind of makes sense, not necessarily in making sense that I agree with it, but making sense about why they would try to maybe, you know, sizzle down a rivalry, rivalry as, um, I'm starting to, as I mentioned, as as I read that, it kind of clicked in my head. They kind of have been getting rid of any kind of um, NHL as a whole. I mean, we are we we are we we are well past the whole um, getting mad about. Oh yeah, they're trying to take away fighting out of the game. Blah da da da. Taking away all these really hard hits. Blah da 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 da. Um, but um, taking away rivalries. Because that's your money maker right there, is rivalries. Rivalries can sell the game hard. Fighting does too, uh, especially those that, you know, uh, you ask any random guy on the street, uh, no matter where in America or Canada, you, well, probably not in Canada, but at least in America, if they're not, uh, if they're not a hockey fan, just some random Joe Schmo off the street, you ask them anything about hockey, the first thing they're probably going to mention is either A, Wayne Gretzky, or B, something about fighting. And you try to take that away out of the game, and that's just not how you sell the game. Now, I understand the whole you know ramifications of you know impact of the head and all that, but still, um, it's a dangerous game. Um... And hockey is a dangerous game, but you know we all love it. Um, but I, but back on track here. Uh, George Peros is apparently going to be in attendance uh, the next time uh, both the Oilers and the uh, Flames uh, get together, uh, which they play after the All Star break on the 29th, um, which is coincidentally when uh, Zach Cassian's. Um, Suspension is lifted, so... And Zach Cassian's basically been like, yeah, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> it, there's no question in his mind that he's going to do... do He would do what he uh, did in the previous meeting that got him the two-game suspension again uh, in a heartbeat. Um, and then even Milan Lucic came out and basically is saying, yeah, well, if he tries... Uh, I got, I, I got, uh, Kachuk's back. Uh, Mark Giordano basically said the same thing. Um, yeah, um, we'll have to wait and see how that goes. And looking at the 29th, uh, game schedule, uh, the Blues aren't playing, the Golden Knights aren't playing, so, um, 
Yeah, it's, I mean, even though the game's at 8 p.m. my time, Mountain Time, I might have to watch that. That uh, that's looks pretty and that looks like a pretty enticing game. So they might actually do a double header on that game on that on that day and do the Maple Leafs and Stars as well. Potentially, but I'm as I'm uh, reading that, I'm also realizing that my uh, internet gets shut off that day. So we'll 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 try we'll try to get some uh, some sort of coverage on Flames and Oilers uh, for uh, for that because that that's like a hard to miss uh, matchup right there. Um, but yeah, and while we're staying in the Pacific Division here. Um, while we're still in the uh, Pacific Division, um, the Seattle team, uh, they have yet to announce what their name is called. Um, don't I, I think they are actually supposed to release what they call what they're calling themselves uh, at the All-Star game, uh, which also have All-Star game news um, right after this. But um they offic- are officially, well, first off, uh, Key Arena, which is the former name of the uh, the arena where the uh, NHL team, that NHL team is going to be playing in Seattle. Um, they're currently gutting it uh, from the inside and uh, actually digging deeper into the earth to uh, make it uh, a lot bigger without compromising the roof because apparently the roof is a, uh, a landmark, so they can't tear it down and they want to preserve it so they literally have that thing like hydraulically lifted off the ground as they dig into the earth and make the uh the arena which is actually pretty interesting because uh, they've also been putting a lot of videos about uh how they were able to uh achieve that and uh what it's supposed to look like and a whole bunch of other stuff and um and the Seattle NHL uh, Facebook page has also been doing a, a pretty good job uh, educating um, people that are uh, f- wanting to get interested into the game by being a fan of the Seattle team, uh, breaking down like what the trophies mean, like the player trophies mean, uh, what um, what the Stanley Cu- the significance of the Stanley Cup is and stuff like that which is uh pretty uh pretty cool um to see and it's good and you know that's how you also grow the game but anyway um it's a long long-winded way for me to say that uh they officially have a name for that uh arena as i you know was somewhat on topic but not really um they are officially naming this building um the longest name of a NHL arena, in, in probably in hi- in history, if there's some uh, one that has a longer name or as long, uh, let me know. Uh, they're calling this thing the Alaska Airlines Atrium at Seattle Center, and their acronym for it is the AAAASC. Like you could have just called it just Seattle Center, the takeaway. Um, naming rights, but you know they need that that naming rights money, so they could have called it the America, uh, the Alaska Airlines Atrium if they wanted, the AAA, like the AAA if they wanted to call it, or the uh, American Airlines Arena, 
well, not the American Airlines Arena, uh, Alaska Airlines Arena or the Alaska uh, Airlines Center or even, yeah, uh, they instead of Alaska Airlines Atrium at Seattle Center. That's, that's just too long. Uh, or someone be like, yeah, are you guys going to the AAAACC? <laughs> no one's going to say that. There's going to, like, that. that's, no. Find a, find a better name, all right? Like, just shorten it up, all right? Shorten it up. And speaking of buildings that have recently changed names and all that, even though they should have kept their original name, um, especially if anyone has seen my uh, NA- how to pronounce NHL arena names video uh, on the YouTube channel. Um, Enterprise Center, home of your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues. Um, they have, well, first off the past couple home games, the announcers like have been being like, oh yeah, we got the new boards in for the all-star game and every single game they've been in the past, like five games on this homestand, they've been mentioning, Hey, we got new boards guys. We got new boards. And I'm like, cool. Stop talking about it. There's other stuff you could talk about besides the fact we got new boards. Ooh, got new boards. Um, they uh, have the ice ready uh, for the All-Star Games. So it's got the logos and everything and all that. Um, which picture of that is on the uh, Easy Hockey V's Facebook page. So go ahead and check that out and like it uh, and all that. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's ready. Um, it's also on the All-Star Game front, which is when I uh, start digging back into that rabbit hole of George, uh, not George, uh, Gerard Gallant. Being fired, wrongfully fired um, from his position as Vegas Golden Knights head coach. Uh, I once again, I'm going to say I do not agree with it. I absolutely hate it. It was the wrong move, but the past is the past. I'm just going to have to go ahead and just be like everybody else and then just move on. And regardless of the fact that it was the wrong choice, the wrong, the wrong move, absolute wrong move. Gerard Gallant did not deserve that. And with that move, I'd also just clicked in my head that that guy was supposed to be the head coach of the Pacific Division All-Star Game team. So if your coach is voted to be, or at least, you know, in position only wise, supposed to be the head coach of the Pacific Division's All-Star team, you'd think he's a good coach, right? But you fire him. Like, the hell. And the, and the fact that you'd go as far as to say it's performance-oriented, uh, it's not anything about, you know, abusing players or being um, go, doing some sort of conduct that's not uh, aligning with your uh, moralities or anything like that. But... Um, but yeah, that's as far as I'm going to talk about it. I'm, I'm, I'm done talking about it. Um, but, um, with that said, with one great coach leaving that spot, another great coach takes it. Um, there's another team in the Pacific division that I really, really like. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes head coach, Rick Tuckett, uh, will be the head coach for the Pacific division. And the shitty thing is, is that he is going to be the only representation of the Arizona Coyotes. 
Now, if uh, Darcy Kemper was healthy, then he would be also res- uh, uh, representation for the Coyotes. Um, and Clayton Keller was a last-minute candidate, but he didn't make the team because uh, Quinn Hughes uh, took his spot on there. Um, maybe next year, and if they can, if they can keep what they're doing sustainable, um, and start to get those. those keep the star players and making the young guys into stars like a Clayton Keller. Um, there's no doubt they'll be a little bit more, um, at least figuratively, you'd think they'd have more res- uh, representation uh, from the Coyotes, but um, they, they don't like to play well for the most part with uh, smaller markets. Um, for Yeah, for the most part. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it's good to see that, uh, Arizona Coyotes getting the representation and Rick Tockett's getting the, uh, admiration that he deserves, uh, by being the Pacific division head coach for the all-star team for Pacific division and, uh, big, and just to wrap up, um, the news before we get into Golden Knights versus the Senators, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights forward William Carlson is considered week to week as he sustained an upper body injury. And another uh, tidbit of information is that the William Carlson has played in every single game. And I shit you not, every single game that the Vegas Golden Knights have ever played in the regular season. In the postseason, he has played in every single game until today versus the Senators because of the upper body injury. So that that's that's pretty awesome to see the old Wild Bill uh, has done that because it they've been around for this is their third season, so he would have had to play at least over two hundred something consecutive games, which is insane um at this point but anyway which it looks like this uh, episode is going to be a lot shorter than normal but uh without further ado uh golden knights versus the ottawa senators breakdown all right so diving into golden knights versus the ottawa senators um first off uh golden knights record uh entering this game 24 19 and 6 as they currently sit outside of the second wild card spot in the uh western conference although it's mainly because the pacific division is the weakest division by far in the league right now um with um golden knights all the way up to first place they're all within like two or three points of of all each other and like a good three of those teams are actually tied uh, with the same amount of points as um, Arizona has 57, Calgary has 57. What? No, actually Vegas is the third place in the Pacific now, uh, 56 points. Uh, but before the game, they were like out of the wild card spot, uh, just to show how close uh, all these teams are to each other. Edmonton is 55 with the first wild card spot. Vancouver has 54 points with the second wild card spot. And right below the playoff contention line, uh, Winnipeg Jets have 54 points, but the uh, Vancouver Canucks uh, beat them out 
in regulation wins with 19 to 18. Um, but yeah, they're all within like one or two or even three points of each other. Um, uh, and once again, um, if you compare that to the Eastern Conference, it's a lot is a lot more of an easier path to the playoffs in the West and the East when it comes to uh, record-wise because um, the Metro, everyone has at least 60 points. Um, and with the in Toronto is three points away from having 60. Um, and, it, and Boston has 68. Tampa has 60. Um, Calgary and Columbus are both in wild-card spots, and they're at 56 apiece. Um, so... Uh yeah, uh the the wa- why did I close that? Um the what the Pacific division is weak and it's also why I was really angry about the firing of um I'm not going to dig it into anymore but that's also why I was kind of really angry about the firing of Gerard Glant because how close he they were to everybody else and no one else was trying to fire uh, their coaches, but they decide to fire their coach, even though their coach is also an all-star game, you know, person. But yeah, center's record entering this game, surprise, surprise, 16-22-8, so not a winning record. Uh, this is Peter DeBoer's first game behind the bench of the Golden Knights, uh, and it's also the first game that Mark Stone will be playing as a Golden Knight Um Versing the Ottawa Senators in Ottawa. So uh, quite a momentous uh, homecoming for Mark Stone. Uh, and he had very kind words during the second intermission. I believe his second intermission is one of the intermissions uh, about uh, his tenure at um, in Ottawa. Uh, regardless of the fact of how uh, shitty uh, Eugene Melnick is. But that's uh, for another episode of this wonderful podcast that you are listening to right now. Uh, first period. Um, very uneventful for the most part. Uh, Paul Sassny uh scores 34 seconds in with Mark Stone and uh, Nate Schmidt getting the assist to make it one nothing Golden Knights. And St. Louis native Connor Brown hooks uh Jonathan Marcheseau at 6:28 uh to send the Golden Knights on their one and only power play of the night of the game, and that rounds out your first period. <laughs> Shot 17-10 in favor of the Golden Knights. Second period, uh, Tomas Nosek uh, trips Tyler Ennis at 343 to send the um, centers on their first power play of the game. Uh, the Golden Knights were peppering shots in left and right. Uh, surprise, surprise. Because um, defensively, they're not uh, the uh, centers aren't that great. But at the same time, the Golden Knights seem to love peppering shots. Um, they love to at least be in the mid-30s and higher uh, when it comes to shot counts. Uh, and then Mark Stone gives the Golden Knights a two-goal lead at 18.55, make it 2-0 Golden Knights with Max Pacioretty. Um, and Paul Stastny getting the assists. Shots uh, 19-8 in favor of the Golden Knights in that second period. Third period, Riley Smith hooks uh, Thomas Shabbat at, four t- at 4.25 to give... Uh, the Sanders another power play opportunity. And then Chandler Stevenson on the penalty kill uh, gets the shorthanded goal at 550 unassisted uh, to give the Golden Knights a 3-0 lead. But one exactly one minute after that, Vatislav Nemastikov gets the Senators on the board to make it 3-1 Knights. 
uh, with Chris Tierney and Connor Brown getting the assist on that. Uh, and at 923, Ryan Reeves, uh, the Grim Reaver himself, gets denied, uh, the Knights uh, the three-goal lead once again at 923 with William Carrier getting the lone assist on that um, right behind the the goal line. A really nice uh, crispy passes right there um, and sinker home. And then Nate Schmidt uh, trips Anthony Duclair at 11.08 to give the uh, centers yet another power play opportunity. This third period uh, discipline seems to, you know, fall off the rails here. Um, as shot-wise, it was uh, in the Senators' favor, but, you know, it was, you know, too little too late for them, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, Connor Brown uh, nets the power play goal at 12.30 with Colin White and Thomas Shabbat getting the assist to make it 4-2 Golden Knights. And then Riley Smith hooks uh, Brady Kachuk at 16.39. Uh, and that rounds out your third period. Your total shots of the uh, period, 16-7 to 7 in favor of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, your total shots of the game, 43-35 in favor of the Golden Knights. Uh, the Knights' power play went 0-for-1. PK went 3-for-4. Uh, the Senators' power play went 1-for-4. Their PK was perfect, 1-for-1. One one. Uh, not that really hard. To uh, have a perfect one for one for one, but you know I digress. Uh, final score of the game four two uh, for your Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, three stars of game. Third star goes to uh, Connor Brown of the Ottawa Senators. Uh, St. Louis Blues native, uh, not St. Louis native there. Um, woo woo three one four crew baby. Um, second star goes to Paul Stastny of the Vegas Golden Knights, and first star. Uh, with his homecoming to Ottawa, uh, Mark Stone of the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, next podcast uh, is going to be, uh, as I pull up my calendar, on the 18th of this beautiful month of January 2020. Uh, we'll have a doubleheader uh, for game breakdowns as well as uh, break down some other news that happens on that uh tomorrow and the weekend as well and then the following after that we'll do like a probably a little short episode on sunday the 19th as i break down bruins first penguins as that's on primetime tv on nbc in america uh go ahead and check that out if you're an american and you want to watch some hockey uh before um the afc and nfc championships for the uh nfl uh go chiefs um but yeah um, that's wrapping up your episode here. It's only, um, it's actually going to be below 30, 30 minutes. Uh, I know the last episode was like 54 because I spent like 20 minutes, uh, jibber jabbering about the whole firing about Gerard Gallant. So if I have murdered anyone's eardrums in that episode, I greatly ap apologize, uh, for that one. Uh, I'll try not to, uh, do that, uh, a lot, but I'm not going to say it's going to be the last time I do it because there'll be many, 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 many times that I will do that in the future. And maybe I can get one of those meltdowns on video so then people can be like, oh man, you're crazy. Um, but yeah, and it'll be even uh, a little bit better uh, once I get other people on the, uh, the pod uh, podcast, which... Um, 
right here right here i'm uh looking for anyone that's just really talking wanting to talk about hockey don't even necessarily have to be um like about a certain storyline or anything like that just being like oh how do you feel like your team's doing whatever and what you think is doing what they're doing right what they're doing wrong um and when i come home st louis uh, same thing um talk some hockey talk blues or if you have another team um that's fine we'll get people on the podcast uh don't even necessarily have to be credited you know as long as you know you know enough about your team to uh make a conversation so it's uh that's good uh we're gonna go ahead and try that um but once again uh if you're listening to this uh well first off this is gonna be the final no last episode was the final episode that i am posting on um on youtube so i'm not posting these on youtube anymore um but um if you're listening to this obviously if you're listening to this you're listening to this on a podcasting platform uh which would be either apple podcast google podcast stitcher spotify and anchor um go ahead give the the uh podcasting uh channel a subscribe and don't forget to rate as well um and without further ado um yeah catch you in the next one uh on saturday thank you very much